Hey, welcome to the Happy Ram Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio by Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. And boys, we have a couple of interesting developments uh, here on the program this week. One is that uh, Big R, Retreat Man, is actually back in Ashland. So, Ron, I want you to talk us through what it was like coming back home, quote-unquote, um, after all those weeks on the road, baby, are you, are you getting to know your town again? Do you need people to draw you maps of like how to get, you know, from the, the, the hipster coffee shop to the, to the donut place, to your office? What is, how is that feeling? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we came in and, and thankfully we have such a great church family. They just, they, they had just developed this, this map of the town, laid it mm. on our kitchen table and mm. just said, start here. And so well, I've just been, I've just did, been trying to reorient myself. Did with, they uh, laser etch it in your your live edge oak table. Like, I feel like that's the way this should have <laughs> Of course worked. they did. Of course, yeah, of course they did. did because they, they knew I would be leaving again soon and they didn't want to have to keep doing this so that when I returned, I could always find out where I was going. Yeah. Piper, they did that because that's the body of Christ. That's what, that's what we do for one another. <laughs> right. We, it's true. We, we do we, woodworking and metallurgy. That's yeah. it. I mean, that's, uh-huh. uh, that's really what the whole new Testament was, was kind of pointing toward that and the gospel and, uh, and Piper, we discovered that you are going to be leaving for a retreat of your own. You're heading to Cuba, um, which I think is going to be a far different conference-type uh, experience than uh, than what Ron has been uh, experiencing lately. What is that going to look like? Is there going to be any time to, to, to do what Spurgeon kind of commanded all preachers to do, which is frolic in the surf and, and pamper yourself? Or is there going to be some of that happening? Or? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if there will be frolicking. I understand that there will be some time to enjoy the, the, the sights and experiences of Cuba, which is which mm. I'm I'm excited about that as well as the ministry side, which is a camp for for Cuban pastors' kids. So I get to go speak to wow. uh, to a, a group of Cuban pastors' kids in uh, and which is really interesting because I it's it's through a translator because I'm not fluent in Spanish. I can sure I can make my way through a menu and find the bathroom, and that's about it. Um, <laughs> Which means that my entire like sense of humor and anything clever that I say, I probably doesn't translate to Spanish. So now I just uh. have to put things in God's hands and hope that he he does stuff and the translator and hope that the translator is really funny. Uh, it makes what me a bummer sound good. that that's what you have to resort to, Pipe. I know. I, well, it, I mean, it's like every preacher's nightmare. Oh, my jokes don't work. Now I have to trust God. This is terrible. <laughs> we'll pray that God makes you funny even in Cuba. Um <laughs> And I, that's, I, that's the best prayer request. God, can you make Piper Cuban funny? Cuban funny. That's it, man. Cuban funny. Um, well, boys, I, I'm sure both of your experiences would provide uh, just tons of fodder for social media. And this is going to be the all social media episode here on the Happy Rant podcast. So uh, we're going to take care of some business first uh, as we sip uh, cups of Ligaris Roasters coffee. So if you haven't done so, visit uh, LigarisRoasters.com. Uh, pick up some Happy Rant Signature Blend and grab a free signed copy of my new graphic novel. Uh, it's called The Extraordinary Life of a Mediocre Jock, and that is free with your next Lagaris Roasters coffee purchase. Um, Pipe, tell us about our other sponsor for the week. We have the Adele's Burgers back sponsoring the podcast. So faithful listeners and sponsors. In fact, they even uh, they even tweeted at us to to update us on which Vikings jerseys they actually own. And there is an, an Adrian Peterson jersey and a Chad Greenway jersey. So uh, they, Chad, they, how can I forget Chad Greenway? He's a legend. I don't know. He's a, yeah, he's a, he's a 
white linebacker from South Dakota who played at the University of Iowa. He's right up your alley. He might have had a neck roll in college, too. Dude, he uh, did have a neck roll in college. I think I can verify that. So He was also um, a pretty good linebacker for the Vikings for a long time. But that's good. neither here nor there. My point was that they are very invested in the podcast and actually and actually tune in, which we're thankful for. We're also thankful for their sponsorship. So this week they are promoting Renee's new podcast, which is called The Sin Chocolate Show. And mm-hmm. it, just by looking at the name, I immediately thought, oh, this is, this is a podcast for women. Which is sure. exactly what it is, because mm-hmm. it is uh, it's conversations with female leaders who work with um, young ladies in student ministry. So it's essentially nice. conversations with student ministry leaders who work with girls. It's an interview, but conversational, and really just looking to gain from experience, glean insights, hear stories of what God is doing, and sort of build a community around that. Which, as we've discovered with this podcast, it is crazy how you can build a community around talking into microphones because we have people who who think they know us and who interact with us as friends and they run into us at conferences and stuff like that and there's just sort of a there is a a pretty communal aspect to it so absolutely um then i mean she renee offered up some of the ways that she's going to do the uh do the podcast which i think is pretty creative so doing some just sort of light fun fact stuff so their favorite youtube videos and foods and then the person's story and then their experiences in ministry, embarrassing moments, and struggles. So kind of vacillating between the the uh, the serious and the lighthearted, which, again, makes for a really interesting conversation on the podcast. So, again, it's called the Send Chocolate Show. I don't know if that's a request. It's a, It should be a request. You should just send Renee chocolate. I'm sure she'd love it. Or send her guests chocolate. It's about a 20 to 30-minute podcast. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. So your apps, your iTunes your stitcher radios your whatever it is um check out the send chocolate show especially if you are a mom if you work in student ministry if you're considering working in student ministry or you want to know what it's like if you're a parent and you want to know what it's like for the people who work with your kids so Mm. cool new show from renee dude speaking of people sending people things uh i have to talk about something and this this ties in because i'm not on social media uh, I got a personal email, a personalized email from an artist, um, a young lady who had taken it upon herself to draw some sketches of retreat men. So her name is Megan Tennant. She's an incredible artist, very talented. Uh, she sent me her artist rendering of the new uh, Marvel Universe superhero character, Retreat Man. So uh, I believe that's up on our Twitter page as well. So if you haven't seen that, go and take a look. Um, again, the artist is Megan Tennant, and we are super appreciative to see uh, the dream, really. You know, these things start with a dream. Piper, we're all, you know, <laughs> little kids gr- growing up, riding our bikes, riding our BMX bikes to the to the drugstore to buy comic books. And, you know, to one day say that into my computer on a, on a program like this and then see it come to life, uh, to see Retreat Man with his, his various lanyards and rolling bags just spring to life. Alternative flour and raisins. I mean, it was it covered yeah. it covered the it was full comprehensive. gamut. It was amazing. And yes, yeah. it, we did reshare it. Well, we can post it again. But yeah, she she posted it and we reshared it from the Happy Ramp page. And it was I laughed out loud when I saw it. I thought it was excellent. It was it was very well done. So uh, thank you, Megan, for that. And uh, boys, we have a whole array of topics today. Uh, related to social media. And you guys are going to have to kind of shepherd me through this because um, I think I quit Facebook seven or eight years ago. I was never on Twitter. 
Um, so I'm going to be a little bit in the dark as we talk about these things, but I trust that you two gentlemen can, uh, can, can carry the load today as it were. So, um, let's get into this. Um, the first question is the ratio of selfies for dudes. Um, so how many selfies are acceptable for, for dudes? So, um, I'm guessing this is going to be different for like college age dudes versus, like fully adult grown man dudes like ourselves, but let's, uh, let's maybe take both categories. Um, so let's talk about what ratio. So what percentage of, of your total social, social media photo library should be devoted to selfies? Um, big R you are active on social media. You are also an active selfie taker. Um, talk us through this. What's let's, let's do a classic reformed thing, um, which is to give an assent, give a nod to grace but then create a whole bunch of law. So in the, <laughs> and, in the spirit yeah, of doing I was gonna that. Say, and, and also tell people how they should think about it and yes. 42 reasons why they should think that way about it. How they should think about it, how many selfies are okay. Um, big R, let us know. Well, okay. So I, I'm not a big selfie guy. I mean, honestly. Um, so to me, I think for a dude, I, I don't know, I, you know, it, it, it starts feeling weird as a dude past a certain age. So I think if you get up into your 30s and 40s, I, I think, oh, I mean, dude, seriously. And, and to me, a selfie needs to be with somebody else to justify it. If it's just sure. a solo selfie, that to me is verging on insanity if you get up into these ages. Mm-hmm. So I would say like one out of every like, you know, hundred so I don't know what percentage that is because I don't do math. But I would say like one out of 100 that's, is maybe that's an one, acceptable. That is 1%, Ronnie. 1% is, your, is the number you have given us. That's, that's Ronnie's tithe. Assuming t- you take – as soon as you post 100 posts, right. Right. Ronnie's tithe to selfies is 1%. Yeah, and I would say that's being generous. But, okay, so I don't know how you guys feel about that. But I feel like if somebody's with you or you're out with some – you're at a restaurant, you're with an old friend, and they want to do that, then you kind of go, oh, man, like, all right. You know, then you do it. But just to do a solo selfie with with no sense of irony, I don't. That's a little strange for me. Interesting. I, I don't know. Piper, does that does that make sense to you? Is is Ron on the right track vis a vis law and selfies? I I think he's very much on the right track. Um, I have I have a couple follow up questions to flesh this out because it's not a true sort of reform take on things unless you have points and sub points and sub sub points. So we're going to, we're going to, I only have three points. Well, we're going to dig into those. Um, We're going to make it incomprehensible and make it go 45 minutes like a reform sermon. Does it matter what the context of the photo is for a solo selfie in your mind, Ronnie? So say you are a, you have, you have climbed to the peak of some mountain. You have, um, I don't know, you're, you're, surfing you are in an amazing concert venue like i don't know does does the yeah. does the context make a difference for posting a solo selfie or okay. no just n- no difference yes no 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 that's a re- that's a really good point pipe i think it makes a big difference especially if the emphasis is on sort of the geography it's on mm. the place rather mm-hmm. than yourself so if you just kind of fit into yourself but really what you're trying to convey is the, the location or the event, um, then I think that's that's a little more accept for sure. So my feeling about this is that if you're trying to emphasize the feeling or the, I'm sorry, the context or the uh, the event, um, you should get out of the way of the photo. It's a lot sure. easier to see a place sure. without a face in front of it. Right. 
But if your ego can't handle that, because you need everybody to know that you are there rather than just taking a picture of a place, hoping everybody knows you are there, then I would say, okay, we're going to let you have a pass. Do you think people realize the implication that if you take a photo in a place, the implication is that you are in the place where the photo is taken? I would say that they should know that. But here's the problem, <laughs> boys. We have these things called selfies. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that, well, yes, that is the problem we are addressing with our points and subpoints and sub subpoints. Um, I, I think an aspiration for a grown male um, should be zero selfies. So Ooh, I like it. Solo I like it, selfies. Man. I think. I, yeah, I agree with Ronnie that if you're with like a group of people or your kids, kids, kids cover a multitude of sins. Um, then, then that's a little different. Uh, if you're with an animal. That's just like being solo because they're not human. So they they do not give you a right to post a selfie. So you and your like cat, that. you and your dog, you and your horse, nope. No mm. pictures with you and those things. Uh, now, if somebody else takes a picture of you like riding a horse and then they send you the picture and you post it, that's not a selfie. That's a Dude, different I wish there was a picture of me riding a horse. That I would, would love amazing. a picture of you riding a horse. Maybe what, what was, oh, was the too. artist? Was the artist who did? Uh, was it? Uh, was it Megan? Was that her name? Who did the, yeah, the treatment? Megan. Maybe she could render Ted like riding a horse. Whoa, hair, oh, dude, hair flowing this. in the now wind. We're dude, render Megan if you're listening. Render me riding a horse in the same way that Brad Pitt rode a horse in a three piece suit uh, in Legends of the Fall. Um, if you if you've Need a minute to watch the movie? That's fine. You know, Let's no call rush. you the Horseman. How about that, Big T? The horseman. Ooh, the Horseman. I was a little I afraid like you were going to make a reference to the movie Troy, and be no, like, no, definitely I don't not. Think you, I don't think you want to reference that one. No, definitely not, boys. I, I do have a question though. I have another follow up question um, because this one is a little bit self indicting. Um, can you can you each recall the last time you took a solo selfie? Because for me, it was only three weeks ago. Well, took took one or posted it on social media, because those are not I, the same thing. I took one and I used it in a USA Today article, which is probably way worse than than. Oh, posting. yours was a bathroom selfie too. It, it was, was like a the, bathroom. It was selfie. the mirror one. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I I saw this picture. Boys, I got to come clean here, man. So I was I was playing in this arena football game, and we had just gotten our uniforms. I was really excited. Uh, the uniform looked really good. It fit really well. And I walked into the the arena bathroom and realized two things. Number one, I was alone. And number two, the lighting was amazing. So I just snapped a quick bathroom selfie. It was perfect because half of my face is obscured by the phone. And, um, you know, there's there's some urinals and bathroom stuff in the background. But uh, but yeah, that was a that was like a scant three weeks ago. So I don't feel like I can be smug about mm about selfies right now and for a reformed guy losing the ability to be smug is an awful awful feeling see but it's just a pit of you're your losing kind of you're despair. losing one of the key tenets of of reformed of reform. culture and that is caveats yeah. like you have yeah. to be able to caveat your way back into smugness now find your I way do. ted dude how do i find my way back into smugness though when i took a bathroom selfie not more than three weeks ago were it's gonna doing, take time were, baby it's gonna take some time well, yeah. let's let's lay the groundwork. Were you doing duck lips? No, no duck lips. Okay, there's step one in the right direction. No duck lips. Okay. Um, okay. Were you were you posing in a provocative manner? 
I don't think it was especially provocative. It was just kind of a standing there situation. Okay, there's number two. You weren't you weren't uh, you weren't sort of posing. Um, I wasn't tempting anyone to sin or stumble in any way. I, clearly not. I saw the picture. Um, <laughs> was there? Um, let's see. It was it was extenuating circumstances because. If our listeners were to raise their hands, uh, how many of them have played in an arena football game in the last six months? I'm going to go ahead and guess zero. I'm going to guess That's zero true. of our listeners have. So, uh, but I bet they've they've climbed mountains and gone canoeing in other places where people take selfies in that setting. So, yeah, sure. the, the setting of arena football is unique. So, like, see, this is how you caveat your way back into smugness and say that one doesn't really count. Dude, I think my ultimate smugness caveat, though, is is something along the lines of I just wanted to document it for my kids and so that I could show them later. And, and you know, we could have a moment together as a family. So See, you know, my push back against that now. you just like you made it impossible for anybody to push back. Yep. now. Dude, exactly. So I'm back. I'm, I'm back in reformed smug town, man, which is where I belong. And that's that's my excuse for the last selfie I took, which I did not post to social media. And it was I was in California climbing some mountains and I sent a picture to my daughter so that she could see where I was because she texted me and was like, what are you doing? And I took the picture with the Pacific Ocean in the background. So legally, I could have posted it according to our rules, but I followed my rule, which is aspire to zero solo selfies. And I just sent it to my daughter. Man, that's good. That's strong pipe. Big R, what about you? Last solo selfie. Yeah, I think I did mine around um, – that was a ha-ha selfie. It was around Christmas. I was holding a LaCroix, and mm-hmm. I just did something a little uh, you know, out of character, and I just I took a, just a goofy picture of me with a LaCroix. I think that was the last one. I Dude, think. Now, talk about the LaCroix thing. I, I feel like LaCroix is just really bad-tasting water with like some fizz in it. What's the – I, but I know it's magical. I know that in the hipster community, it's like a real. No, 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 dude. I mean, the way you just described it, Big T, hold yeah. on. What you just said is exactly true. <laughs> really? Dude, that's it's, fascinating. And they make all these different flavors. At the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, it's all the same. It's all yeah. the same soda water. You know, it's all the same mildly tasteless soda water without any calories, any sugar, and uh, so that's how we uh, that's how we get away with uh, drinking it and just gobbling that stuff down, you mm. know, like it's carbonated heaven. You know what mm. I mean? Ted, do you know what Lacroix mm. tastes like? It's like the if you eat. Satan. It's like if you. It's like if you eat fruit and then uh-huh. like you burp forty five minutes later. That's oh, what, wow. That's what Lacroix tastes like. It's like that faint, fruity, gassy flavor. Except you're consuming it instead of expelling it. But like, yeah, if you don't want to drink like sugary soda, but you like that fizziness, it just kind—it's basically just drinking club, club soda. Baby, I mean, so is 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 Lacroix hydrating? And the reason I ask is like, I know another tenet of the hipster community is to dress like a like a Norseman, like a lumberjack, even if it's like ninety-eight degrees. Um, so I'm guessing hydration is like an issue in in your community. Um, does the LaCroix, like, does it provide your body like what it needs from that standpoint? I don't know, man. I, Cause here's my problem is I, I can't, I can't like anything carbonated doesn't like quench my thirst. I'm just, I'm, sure. just built, I'm built that way. So I have to do water. But like, yeah. if you just can't, if you just can't literally stand the taste of another Aquafina rolling down your throat, like this kind of <laughs> help, this kind of helps with that a little bit. Right. Cause there's a, there's a slight hint of taste to it, even though. They, they really are all the same. It's kind of fascinating, yeah. you know? That is so, fascinating. It's just, you know what it is, baby? It's just, it's the new bottled water. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah, I know, I know, baby. It's just the new bottled water. Dude, we should get a LaCroix sponsorship. So LaCroix Absolutely. Corporate, 
No, if you're listening, we have turned down sponsorships from authors we disagree with. I am turning down a LaCroix sponsorship right now. That stuff is disgusting. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? If so, I'll tell you what, Big T, would you like a few extra dollars, baby? Baby, I, I would I would always say yes to a few extra dollars. Of course. I would like a few extra dollars in a garage full of LaCroix. Just I mean, to, just if to you're say listening, Mr. LaCroix, if yeah. you're listening, Francois LaCroix right now, we're Dude, okay I know it. Francois LaCroix is listening. He's on a beach in like, uh, uh, I don't know, in, in France, and he's got a cravat and a linen suit on, and he's, he's going, you know what? He's this laying is... out by a pool full of LaCroix. A pool full of, exactly. He's, he's diving off the high dive into LaCroix. Right. Um, and, and I won't rest until you and I are doing the same thing, Big R. I mean, uh, if Pipe doesn't want any of that LaCroix money, I, like, I'm not super bummed about that. I don't know about you. I mean, I'm good with that. I mean, maybe let me let me pose this as a as a question and kind of a bridge into our next social media topic. Let's say, just for the sake of conversation, that you and I, as as business moguls as we are, are able to lock down this deal with Lacroix. So mm. we take the Happy Ramp private jet, we fly to uh, the French Riviera, we sign the paperwork, and we get the deal done with Lacroix. Um, how are how are you posting about that on social media? And what I'm getting at is. Are you going to use the word humbled? So, for example, I would take a picture of myself diving into a swimming pool of LaCroix. And the caption would be something like, you know, humbled to have just signed a, a multi-million dollar sponsorship deal with LaCroix. Um, my question to you is, how are you, how are, how are you in terms of using the word humbled and, and how are you in terms of how other people use it? Yeah, so I would I would do the same thing. I would take back everything I just said about selfies. I would stand, sure. you know, with my arm around Francois Lacroix, yeah. a, as we're both gulping the latest like flavor that hasn't been released yet of it, and just yeah. just sort of saying, you know, just super grateful and humbled to be in the company of such like an honest and uh, you know fair trade businessman such as Francois. That's right. And uh, yeah, I mean, abs- absolutely. I mean, I would I would I would do it up. I would do it up exactly like you're talking about it, but. In terms of what you're really talking about, which is posting something and just having like this sense of shame, unless you put the word humbled or grateful. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Baby, when was the last time you used the word humbled in a social media post? I don't remember. And I'm not going to I'm, I'm kind of like you with the three weeks ago, you know, just selfie pick. Um, yeah. Like I, I think it was I, I don't want to be I don't want to be glib about this because I, sure. I may have done it like sooner than I, or more recently than I than I like to admit. Yeah. So uh, so I'm I'm really I'm humbled to be able to to admit that to you guys <laughs> right now and to our to our. Think, wider I think you mean age. humiliated. <laughs> yeah, that would be the more that would be be the more apropos term right there. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I haven't I haven't done a search. I need to do a search on how many times I've started with something that's at home. I've done grateful. I haven't done. I don't think I've done humbled. I've done. Maybe what you do grateful for. Um, I don't know. I, I don't I don't remember. I don't think it's been recent, or in, but maybe it has. See, I'm going to say it hasn't been recent. This this app's going to go live and some dude's going to, you know, screenshot me back. Something I did like three days ago. You know, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Right. Pipe, what that's about it. you in the word humbled? What, what does that look like for you? I mean, I, I suspect if somebody wanted to run some, you know, deep dive on my Twitter feed, I, I've probably abused that word at some point in the past. Uh, I I have tried very hard not to recently because <laughs> because pipe. I love how you just like it's like there's so much at stake. 
I've tried really hard not to fall back into that egregious. Sin. I do not want to backslide into false being humbled. <laughs> Dude, do you have a do you have a humbled accountability guy that you that you run this stuff by? Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, it's covenant covenant eyes for humbled. Um, every time humbled I use eyes. the word humbled, it, it sends sends him an alert, and then I get a text, and he's like, "Bro, what are you doing?" Um, <laughs> Dude, then, there should be a covenant eyes for false humility. And then I, I hope and I feel shame over being He doesn't being say humbled. bro. I hope he doesn't call you out with bro like that. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> well, I mean, it is sort of aggressive when, when yeah, I get it's those super aggressive because, because I did something egregious. I abused the word humbled. Um, well, here's the the reason I haven't used it recently is because I haven't had any like main stage speaking engagements recently, and that's when you're supposed to do it. You know, you Absolutely. you get a picture of you with the spotlight and the big multicolored background, and you know, there's and you're just humbled to have this opportunity to be famous. Um, yes, and I haven't had that recently, so I have not been humbled recently at all. Um, you're humbled to have this opportunity to be the opposite of humble. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this this thing that is building my ego is humbling me. Um, Absolutely. Fantastic. I love it. <laughs> so until I get that opportunity, I'm just going to have to forego the use of humbled with any regularity. I also haven't signed a book contract recently. Uh, mm-hmm. Also an opportunity to be humbled, you know, humbled to get paid this advance and write something that hopefully, uh, again, makes more people know who I am. Um, right. Humbled gets, for the opportunity to do work in exchange for payment. Right. Humbled for the opportunity yeah. to get critically reviewed and have people put five-star reviews on Amazon. Hint, hint, listeners. Yeah. Um, always humbled at those things. Um, haven't taken any pictures, selfie or otherwise, with famous people recently. Uh, okay. Also, you know, humbled to meet this this person who I now consider myself an equal with. Um, so <laughs> I'm just... I'm I'm out of opportunities right now to be humbled. So maybe yeah. if I maybe if I meet like a Cuban baseball star when I'm down there, I can be humbled to meet that person. But um, for now, um, I just I just have to not use it until I have these exceedingly amazing opportunities to be humbled. That's right. Dang. That's right. Dang. I love it, boys. I have not used humbled in a long time because I haven't <laughs> I haven't used social media in a long time. I haven't felt so. incredibly humble. I, I haven't. I haven't felt especially humble. I've I've been feeling arrogant for years. So, but I, haven't but I mean, used you it. you were humbled to have that article in USA Today with the selfie that you took. I mean, that's sort of a killer combination, right there. I mean, you took the photo of yourself doing something cool and had it published in a national publication. There's a lot to be humbled about, right there. Yeah, there's a lot, man. Dude, there is. That's right. Dude. I need to leverage this. That so. is the most humble moment I think I've heard about now in days. Absolutely. Absolutely. Boys, I, uh, I want to move on through our, our list of social media-related topics. We've got time for a couple more of these. Um, this is an awkward one, and you guys are going to have to kind of explain this to me because, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not moving about in this world with regularity. But the, the question is this, and these are all uh, listener-posited questions, so listeners are, are curious to hear our thoughts on these things. Um, the question is, why do Christian ladies – use quote come hither photos as avatars why do christian ladies use come hither photos as avatars my question to you boys is a do they um and b why um piper let's start with you piper i need you to explain it man you need me to explain this yeah, I want to hear you explain it. <laughs> oh, those are not the same thing. I need you to explain it, and I want to hear you explain it. I was, not... trying to, I was trying to say it a little more nicely the first time, but I want you to explain it. Um, 
<laughs> okay, so let's back up to our very first topic, which was solo selfies. So for single men, if you post lots of solo selfies, uh, you look uh, – you look hungry is what you look like. You look like sure. you're just you're just putting yourself out there and you're this is a billboard for you and all the goods therein. Well, the ladies who do similar kinds of things in whether it's their profile picture or just tons and tons of selfies, it's the same vibe. Whether it's overtly provocative or just a slight hint of it. There's just there's like there's a thirstiness there that's just a little over the top, especially when you see like the the Twitter uh, avatar that's it's just a little sketchy and then you see like hashtag jesus girl you know romans 828 you know and then works at this church or whatever and it just yeah. it just doesn't seem to match up to me so why do people do it uh graciously i'm gonna say lack of self-awareness mm. negatively i'm gonna say hypocrisy mm. ronnie mm. thoughts uh, i'm afraid to make a comment on this one Oh, come so. on. What would you say? Okay. What would you yeah, say? Yeah, make, if this, ask another, yeah, reframe it, reframe it. What would you say if, if, at, uh, if, if you found that people who were serving in your church and uh, were, they, you know, seemingly very faithful believers, but had this sort of online vibe, their Instagram account is full of selfies, the photos are, you know, they're not dirty, but they're just like... They, they, they look like they look like they're going clubbing in every photo. That sort of yeah. vibe, like they're yeah, putting yeah. themselves out there. What would you say in response to that person or to address that issue? Okay, now you just asked me a worse question than the original. <laughs> yep, but you have to answer it because you're Pastor Ronnie, and this is this is an issue facing your church. Gosh, I don't know. So what I do is I would grab Big M and I would say, "Hey, uh, you need to go chat." With uh, with Sally, because um, you know her her instas are are, are looking a little provoc, and uh, may, maybe you should sit down with her, have a cup of coffee, and uh, and and just chat with her and see where she's at and how things are going. Because I can't, because I've got to be at the airport in twenty minutes for <laughs> for a conference I'm going to that I'm really humbled to be speaking at. Exactly. By the way. Exactly. You know. Oh man. So. Yeah, that's a tricky one, boys. That's a tricky one, man. We're we're all sort of we're all sort of feeling a little eggshelly right now. I can tell. I can I can sense the mood and the vibe here in the studio. Is this is this a common thing, Piper? Like, how common is this? It's more common than you'd want to believe. I mean, it's. it's I, spend, I totally agree with that, Piper. I, for sure. I spend too much time on social media. I mean, I'm not like I'm not an Instagram hound. I'm not on it all the time. I'm not on Snapchat or, you know, it's sort of the more like photo-based social media or not where I spend most of my time. But like even just Twitter avatars, it's just you the profile pictures look like they're on a dating profile, not on a like a a content site. And there just definitely is a vibe of like putting putting themselves out there being available like the the vibe is I want to be like it's provocative. It's it's sure. not a like this is just a nice professional headshot or a photo with friends or a picture of me laughing or like whatever. It's just it's kind of yeah. strange. I don't. I mean, I have thoughts about it, but I really do think that most of the people who do it. I mean, I don't think it's sinister. I think it's just complete lack of self awareness and not interesting because I mean that's it's just that's everywhere. Like culture is just rife with this like that's a standard photo i don't think that it's 
I look at it and say that's a little sketchy. I think most people would look at it and go, that's totally normal. And sure. that, now, do you think, though, that it's like age related, like it's kind of more of at a certain age? Uh, less and less so. Okay. Because I see, you know, I see more and more people who are like, you know, or it's like mother of three and this and that, you know, they're like <laughs> the 38 and it's the same kind of thing. And you're like, don't take tips from your 16 year old on how to post photos. That's a terrible idea. Great grandmother like, of nine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Proud. Yes. Proud. Great, great grandmother of, you know, multiple generations. I just, I don't, uh, I don't, I feel like the social, social media is informing people how they should post instead of people thinking through what makes the most sense to post. Yeah. Well, Boys, yeah. I tell you this much. If I get a picture of me on a horse, um, I'm going to join social media just so that I can post that all over the place. Wow. Uh, yeah, wow. that's big. that's that's how is excited. That, that's is that a how promise? Not humble that's amazing. That's, that's big, that's dude. No, big. it's it's not a promise. It's more just like a funny thing to say on the on the podcast. Oh, but, okay, uh, <laughs> I just I would I be really to excited because have... listeners are about to get real upset when they send you like crayon drawings of you on a horse and you don't <laughs> and you don't join social media. Exactly. Yeah, you, you need them to step up a little beyond that, right? We need something on par with retreat, man. Is what you dude. Said. It's got to be at that retreat man level for sure. Right. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a certain quality. So, uh, not just any horse pictures, uh, boys, one more topic. We've got time for one more. What about this social media practice of retweeting compliments? So someone pays you a compliment and you retweet that compliment. Um, how do we feel about this? Big R somebody says, Hey, you know, I just heard Ronnie Martin speaking at the, you know, uh, sojourn Naples, Florida event. And, uh, he really crushed it. I'm going to frolic in the surf and think about it for a while. Um, are you retweeting that compliment? Yeah, I just I, that always feels so weird to me. Um, I, I'm not saying I've never done it. I can't remember the last time I've done it if I've done it. I mean, to me, I just remember like there's certain dudes, right? There's certain A-listers or ex-A-listers that I remember used to be super guilty about this. Yeah. And I remember the first time. I remember the first time I started really noticing it was when you remember remember Tullian, remember our boy Tullian Chavidjan. And I felt like he was a serial retweeter in terms of compliments. And I remember just thinking like, dude, this just this just feels weird and it rubs me the wrong way. And I and I showed Big M. I'm like, I'm like, am I right in thinking that that's just really weird? And she's like, uh, yeah, you're right in thinking that. So, I mean, this was years ago and it just kind of really like kind of turned my stomach towards that. There's just something that feels like wrong. It's like it's kind of up there with saying like you're humble. By something yeah. <laughs> that doesn't really make you humble at all, right? It's it's like up there with that, but almost worse in a way. You know what I mean? And um, so I don't know. That's my uh, you know that's my thoughts on it. But yet, like I'm not. I don't know. I'm not going to make a big deal about it either. So I'm not angry at everybody that retweets a compliment. At the same time, I just it's like I just feel funny about it personally, right? So yeah, dude. Know. What about this? What about the like amazing Family Guy photos? Because this is a this is a subgenre of bragging and yeah, like Piper, do you know what I'm talking about? The the like, you know, look at this amazing family time I'm having, and here's 55 photographs oh, yeah. of it. Get jump on Twitter at between 8:30 and 10 a.m. <laughs> every Saturday morning. Literally every dad who's proud of himself is taking his daughters out for donuts. Oh yeah, yeah. And the daddy you know, daughter hashtag, date. Hashtag daddy daughter donut date. Yeah, I'm like congratulations. Yeah, look how I'm you can alliterate in things too while feeding yeah. your kid unhealthy stuff dude I don't, I don't know and it's been it's been a few years since i've been on social media but and i don't know why i feel this way i feel like that is one of the most obnoxious things 
like anything in which you're like leveraging your kid to make yourself look good just strikes me as like deeply distressing. Oh, there's a uh, there's a highly spiritualized version of this too where it's and, and it blends the humbled and the braggy, you know, where people yeah. are like, you know, my 4-year-old just asked this insanely deep theological question, so humbled to have children like this. You're like, mm. Don't I don't think that means what you think it means. Um Yeah. Yeah, it's I post things that my kids say with some regularity, but it's always the dumb stuff that they say. Like it's right. the stuff that made me laugh or that's just like it's clever. But yeah. I, when my kids ask me questions about God, my first thought is not, "Oh, Twitter, here we yeah. go." I but that so like that aspect, the insane family, like yeah, the the donut dates or the like playing in the backyard or whatever. I those bug me. The retweeting compliments thing is what there's full disclosure. Yeah. It bugs me, but like if somebody leaves a positive book review and you're an author, do you yeah. or do you not repost that? And how is that any different than reposting a compliment? Right. I will reshare some of those things and then immediately wonder if I'm an utter hypocrite because I just did a thing that maybe I hate. Yeah, but I can't yeah, really I would, tell. I don't know. I would say I would say you are, and that's true. Moving uh, on. Okay, fair, <laughs> fair. It's settled. The man of the cloth says that I'm an utter hypocrite. Uh, I am not here's humbled thing, by this. I, I am humiliated. Here's the thing. I just don't care. Like, if you want to do that as a way to push your book, I, honestly, I just don't care. I think what I don't yes, like. Yes, that's right, the, Dad, I, Ronnie. You don't care about any of my books. We've we've established this fact. Even though I've read all. <laughs> But uh, but here's what's funny is that I it's the serial guys that like literally all they do is it feels like is is retweet compliment you know what yeah. I mean it's like almost all they do their whole feed is just retweeting things like that like I, I think it's like valid and fair to say oh look a guy gave me a good review check it out because maybe you didn't you weren't you know aware of my book and maybe you'll, you'll be interested in it I mean that's just marketing and promo I'm okay with that sure. I think but it's a, more just that it, it's more that indulgence that's not indulgent I just don't like it when it gets indulgent I think. There's a big difference, too, between somebody who's, like, loved your book and you retweet that and somebody who writes a comment about it or, re- like, quote, like, so that, so that there's actual content in it. So some thoughtful yeah. interaction with it or a quote from it or something like that. I mean, if somebody tweets at me and just says, hey, you know, you really appreciated your book. It helped me in this way. I reply to them. I don't retweet them. Um, if somebody tweets a quote from my book... I might reshare it because that's content. That's not, that doesn't feel the same way as if somebody's just like, this is an awesome book. And then you retweet that, that, or loved hearing you speak and you retweet that. Those things seem, yeah, indulgent and just super self-congratulatory. Well, look, I mean, I think as reform guys, we can come to some conclusions here is that anything that could potentially be awful, if we're okay with it and deem it okay, then therefore it's fine. Dude, we're such reform guys right now. Just nuancing this thing into the ground, creating new law. This, Bore, this feels boring good. people to tears, and we're almost at the forty-minute mark, which means we're just getting warmed up on this sermon. Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. We're we're looking at like twenty-five more minutes if this is a normal reform Sunday morning. In closing, maybe, maybe we have seven more points. Right by way of application. <laughs> no, we don't believe in application. That's that? the Holy Spirit's job, Ted. Has anyone ever used <laughs> right. that, that framing of it by way of application? I mean, what are we, like Old English? What, what is this, like the Middle well, no, Ages? Ted, by Ted, way Ted works in the academy. That's like standard That's standard operating procedure. In, Dude, uh, that's standard bloviating procedure for us. Give it to application. Yeah, yeah. 
no nah, man that's that's how we do it that's how we bloviate so uh if i was on social media i would be i would be posting things like that on the regular Ted, but... isn't it weird how some reform guys when they're like speaking or they're giving sermons they they kind of morph into this old english they yeah. morph in, like all of a sudden now it's 18 you know 72 and they are charles spurgeon you know they got to use that kind of lingo Dude, yeah, I've noticed that. Those guys love that stuff. I know. It's so I, weird. It's so I have to confess that uh, – so I keep, a, I keep a document on my phone where I just put in drafts of tweets like as they pop into my head. I don't tweet everything <laughs> right when it comes into my head, sometimes yeah. because I need a filter, you know, sometimes because sure. I don't know if it's any good. I have multiple drafts of like, yeah, very sort of Dickensian English tweets that I look at. You know, I, I, I write them in this thing, and then I go back and look at them, and I go – Oh, no, but, but, but it lives in me and it, and then it comes out in this document and I'm glad I have it there and not on Twitter for the world to see (laughs) and be publicly shamed. But, uh, hyper, there's a smug Englishman in there somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's, there's whatever I am, it's smug. So there's smug old Englishman. (laughs) Yeah. It's old English. (laughs) Dude, that's the best kind of old Englishman to be though. A smug. O L D E. Absolutely. <laughs> Old oldie. Oh wait, no. Old English is liquor, isn't it? Isn't that malt liquor? I think sure. it is. Yeah, I think it is. I think I well, found multiple 40s of that in my front yard growing up because we had a <laughs> bus stop there and people love to chuck their trash in my yard. Well, that's one explanation for it, Pipe. Yep, that's it, it's either it's either that or John sneaking out right. after dark. I like um, the, I like the Johnny version better. So <laughs> that's the one I'm rolling with. I, Ted, I have a question for you about social media. So you don't use it you occasionally yeah. sort of sneak on to browse or see like what I'm talking about when I say, Hey, we should laugh at Matt Walsh's tweets or whatever. I do. Um, I, I would like you to pose one question about social media as a non-social media user, because I, you know, I immerse myself mm-hmm. in this. Ronnie is a regular user, if not an immersed user. So as, yeah. as a non-user, wow. I want you to post a, like, why do people do X on social media? Man, that's a good question. That's that's and really I realize good. I'm putting you on the spot, but yeah, here we go. Yeah, um, I think I, I think my question is more philosophical, and it's like, why do people keep doing it if it's so dissatisfying? You know what I mean? Because I hear people on the regular talk about how dissatisfying it is, um, but yet they they keep doing it. Um, can can you speak to that at all, or is that is that too sort of uh, conceptual? You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's I know I get the concept completely. I yeah. I mean, people keep doing all the stupid things that are dissatisfying. It's social media is just it's just a super convenient one. one. Um, yeah. I mean, that's I was having this conversation about Netflix with uh-huh. with some friends from church the other day. And we had, they were talking about how like they're exhausted at the end of the day, so they binge watch Netflix and then it just sort of is this cycle of never being refreshed or rested. And I was like, it's the same thing that people do with drugs or alcohol. Like they want to quit. They know it doesn't satisfy them, but they have a craving for it and they go back to it. And it's a pattern of behavior. I mean, social media is the same thing unless you're not looking for satisfaction in it. Like I don't, if Mm -hmm. I find myself being dissatisfied with social media, I realize that the problem is not social media. The problem is that I should be looking for, you know, a couple laughs or some pieces of information or something like that. I shouldn't be looking for anything satisfying there. It's just it's just a bunch of noise and words. Some of it's yeah. valuable, and most of it isn't. Yeah. No, that's well said, man. That's a that's a really good point, actually. Um, Big R, do you have any thoughts on the matter? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
And by yeah, I mean no. I like what I like what Pipe just said. I just had somebody send me a quote. Check this out. This is kind of a side, boys. But I, somebody just sent me a like a literal like three paragraph quote from Mark Driscoll and said, "Dude, despite his flaws, when I read stuff like this, I miss Drisky." Oh, they miss Drisky. And I just wrote back. I just said, "Dude, Drisky business, man. Drisky business. business." Dude, that's a great non-committal response. You've neither like. Yeah, absolutely. A- affirmed or you know denied no. what the what the guy said. No, you, I just acknowledged yeah. that he posted something from Drisky, and I said, "Yep, Drisky." You you've yeah. labeled it accurately. That is Drisky business. That's exactly it, what is. it is. Yeah, absolutely. We should we should cover the phrase or the idea of despite his flaws in another episode because that is a dude. That's a fascinating like. What, when do you throw somebody overboard? <laughs> kind of yeah. question. You know Dude, what, no, though, I like man? That. I like that being the new. If we ever want to, if we ever want to discuss any anybody like Drisky or any of these guys, I like. Let's rename it. Despite his flaws, I like that as a as like a as like a program name, like a topic name. We just throw despite different names into it. Despite his flaws, all right. Let's talk about so and so. Yeah, I love that. I think that's killer. I love it. Well, thank the person who sent you the Drisky quote. I am. I'm thanking him right now. I love it, boys. Yeah. See, there's social media working for us. You it know. Is. Um, I found that very satisfying, Ted. I don't know what I don't know what all this complaint about not being satisfied is. Drisky wasn't business, social media it was texting, phrase? but it was good. Oh, okay. yeah, it was good. Never yeah. mind. It was legit. Ah. It was legit. It'd be better if it was social media. But boys, we have uh, we have done what we often do on this program, which is wander to and fro throughout these topics. Uh, Piper needs to continue packing for Cuba. Um, Ron needs to continue acquainting himself with his uh, his alleged hometown of Ashland, Ohio, and. Uh, I have more academic bloviating to go and do. So, uh, boys, until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Life Audio presents Bridges with Monica Schmelter. That we have an enduring hope that can't be taken away when we are in Christ. And to know that we have that, right? And eternal salvation, because this world can be so busy and so dark that we can forget that, right? right? Because sometimes I get caught in the trappings of what's going on in my life this moment. And while I have to recognize that, that's not it. Continue listening on lifeaudio.com or wherever you find your podcast.